Inside a podcast, like the one in your ear, we recorded an episode for the end of the year. When snow starts to fall, fluffy inch after inch, we visit the Who's and their nemesis, the Grinch. Ask movie buffs and their split half and half. Does Jim Carrey's version make us groan or laugh? They love this green grump, but his films, are they nifty? The audience seems to be split 50-50. So we sat down to watch and took out our pens and tried to uncover the truth for our friends. So get ready to laugh. We'll discuss our thoughts freely on how the Grinch stole Christmas this week on Is It Really? Tis the season. Here it is, it really. The podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach Smith Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. And tonight we're stealing Christmas and asking <laughs> Do you want to spend a little quality time with the Grinch? Mitch, why don't you give us the synopsis for How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Every who down in Whoville likes Christmas a lot. But the Grinch who lives just north of Whoville, does not. After years of bullying and repressed emotions, the Grinch finally snaps after being publicly shamed at a community Christmas party. He retaliates by stealing the Who's Christmas things. Well, Dr. Seuss is one of the greatest children's authors of all time, yet the films that are based on his work don't seem to land. Why is that? They're bad. Let's start. Right. They're, they're just bad movies. None right. of them are good. The The beauty of Dr. Seuss is that his stories were straight, short, and to the point. You yeah. know, there's, there's kind of like a little bit of setup, and then we're on our adventure with Horton, and all this happens, and then the story's over. It's quick. It's to the point. And a lot of the times, the lessons were pretty unique, like the story of the cat in the hat, like a little rule breaking here and there is okay, just as long as it doesn't, you know, go too out of control. Like, that's a cool, that's a story we don't see a lot that's told for kids. And I don't know, I think once that story exceeds 15 minutes, it's going to lose its charm. Yeah, there's just not enough content. So they have to like stretch it out and write these lame backstories or like weird side quests. And it usually is not central to the main themes of the story. Right. So it feels superfluous. My favorite Dr. Seuss movie is easily the original Grinch animated. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's short. It makes sense. And that's I think that's why it's probably the best because it follows the book like almost blow for blow. It's the book. It's a nice short, but I can I still consider it a movie. I mean, I guess it is more of a like TV short or like some type of special, but because it follows the book so closely, it's probably the best. I rewatched it though for this and Wolf, it is not as good as I remembered. Like it felt very boring to me. I don't know. I was like Uh-oh. this is pale in comparison to Charlie Brown Christmas. This is this is not Oh. Yeah, it it, it was just not <laughs> You just set None. off a fuse in Brandon's. I don't want to no, ruffle any feathers, not. but it's not sacred. And absolutely, if we were talking Charlie Brown Christmas, buckle up because right. I would, you know, knock some heads over that one. But I, I feel like The Grinch is just one that always gets watched. In like it always yeah. had gotten watched. Right. We enjoyed it, but I don't know. I wouldn't put it anywhere near Charlie Brown Christmas. 
One of the articles I read from Vanity Fair said, like, any adaptation of The Grinch besides the original is a cynical cash grab. And it just treated the uh, original Grinch movie like holy text. Right. And I'm like, this is not... (laughs) It's not the best movie ever made. Like it's it's a fine little cartoon. Move on, like grow up. Yeah, I like the music in it. I think the songs are catchy. I think the song is it just one song? Is there only one song in this movie? Is that where Dahu Dore comes in? Dahu Dore. Ah, okay. But anyway, you're you're a mean one. Kind of transcends like that Christmas movie. Like it, it has become a part of like actual Christmas songs you hear on the radio and yes. Like it's it's it became bigger than the movie in many ways. I feel like. Mm. Oh yeah. I also want to say if the topic is why the Doctor Seuss movies are not good, Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat. Oof. Need I say more? Oof. Is an affront to humanity. It is a primary <laughs> sin. It's raunchy and crude. Yes. <laughs> Mitch, can I remind the audience of something that happens in the movie? There is a scene where the cat gets hit in a very sensitive area with a baseball bat. And then the next shot is him wearing a white dress while the song Easy by the Commodores plays while he goes back and forth on a swing set. (laughs) That was very descriptive. (laughs) Very descriptive. That is a scene in this children's film. There is a scene where the cat sees a picture of the little kid's mom. No. And goes, humana, 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 humana. And his hat on his head extends... Like a penis. There is also a scene where he holds up a rake and scares the dog, and they yell at the cat, and he says, Dirty ho, to the rake. And smiles at the camera. Look at the cute little joke I made. What was this movie rated? R. R. It's a hard R. (laughs) It's a hard R. It just doesn't seem like it would be a similar rating to the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Why don't you show your kids and just tell us how you feel? But I was watching the Jim Carrey one and they're having a key party the night the Grinch shows up. They're dropping their keys in the bowl. The the little sweet old ladies. There's a lot of adult humor they slip into these and I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, why are you doing this? Lest we forget, there's a scene when he leaps out of the trash can and puts Martha May Who's entire breast in his mouth. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and without seeing her, he says, Hello, Marco. Stop this. As though he's been there before. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> Maybe don't watch this movie for kids. That's right. Read your Bible. (laughs) Well, like many characters in Christmas stories, the Grinch starts out as a heartless monster and he becomes a good person by the end of the movie. We see characters like this in A Christmas Carol, Home Alone, Elf, The Santa Claus, and even Christmas Shoes. Why is this such a popular character trait in Christmas movies? I think everyone loves a good redemption story. And I think there's something about the magic of Christmas being able to, like, soften the hardest of hearts. Mm. I think that rings with people. I was with you on that. Um, Because I think Christmas is a time when we're encouraged to be nicer to one another. So, in stories, that's why a lot of times, like, Scrooge, for instance, like... You can have a break even on Christmas Eve. <laughs> or Mrs. McAllister, you know, drink milk with your pizza. <laughs> and then at the end, they become <laughs> good nice, heavens. good people. Same thing. 
same and, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, yes, it's a good example for us to look at during the holiday season. I feel like Scrooge and Grinch are both archetypes of Christmas movies, and they're a little bit different. Sure. Like, Grinch is a sad, lonely boy. And yeah. Scrooge is a mean old man. Scrooge is more like a Potter, like Mr. Potter and It's a Wonderful Life kind mm-hmm. of character, right? Like, mm-hmm. money isn't more important than people. There we go with Mitch hating the elderly again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it. They've had it too good too long. Wow. <laughs> Getting to buy their homes. Uh, but the Grinch, uh, he's just like an outcast, right? Uh, and he's, I feel like his heart is, is hurt. Yeah, it's two sizes too small. That's right. He has a cardiac issue, so it's not his fault. He can't be held accountable. Or maybe his shoes are just a little too tight. So how do you feel about like the story of why his heart is small? Because we get a little movie? more backstory in this movie, yes. In the original, we just bas- it states the facts. You know, it doesn't really tell why. There's a great bit by uh, comedian Tom Segura where he talks about like being in a theater and having a bad experience with other patrons and complaining to... The manager and the manager saying, some people suck. That's how I always looked at the Grinch when I was a kid at the story. Just like, yeah, some people just don't like things. Some people are just grumps. And I think in this movie, particularly when they get into he has a crush and the young mayor is bullying him. It's so self-serious and dour in this movie that it really kind of sours the mood for me. And yeah. Yeah, it it really just takes me out of the film. I think the Grinch in the OG version is more of a villain than yeah. in the adaptations that have come since. Like the original one, he's kind of just a jerk and the Who's are innocent. Right. So it's it's a more of a fable on like generosity versus greed. Yeah. Where the new yeah. ones, they give him a tragic backstory so he's more relatable <laughs> and it's the Who's who seem like terrible, terrible people. Right. They're monsters. None of them are righteous. Yeah. Won't let you go until you buy a chapeau. Which is like a huge transition or difference between the original. Like they really took some liberties with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big step. But I think there's like a tiny little thread in the OG of like, it's not Christmas isn't about material goods. It's about, you know, being with people. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's present in the original. To make it more compelling in the Jim Carrey one, they make the who's more focused on material goods. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why they come across less cool. They're, they're jerks. Well, yeah, like the book says that the Who's liked Christmas a lot, not Mm -hmm. that like they worshipped Christmas and that they lost their (laughs) mind over it. So I always thought of it as just like the Grinch is a lonely grump. And maybe this is a reminder of how lonely he is just up on Mount Crumpet. But yeah, Yeah. then the movie makes it about this big as a child, (laughs) the young Grinch was tormented in school by the young man. It's harder for me to get on board, I will say, with the story about the Grinch as a kid because he's still sadistic as a baby. He's like eating the plate. Making plans to kill Santa in class. Yeah, so it's a little it's a little mixed for me. Or I'm he doesn't like, like I don't Christmas feel then that either. bad for him. The mayor's mean, but the Grinch would have become like Dexter in a few more years, so maybe he <laughs> did the town a favor. Uh, have either of you seen the Illumination version that just came out last yes. year? Yes. I have What not. did you think of that? 
I actually enjoyed it. I did. I watched it with Reagan. That makes everything better, honestly, a little bit. She really liked it. She really connected with it. I think it's quite a bit better than the Jim Carrey version. I mean, obviously, I love the original, but yeah, I think they dialed back like how mean the Grinch was. I think they dialed that back a little bit. They made the the Who's like easier to connect with. They made them quite a bit more like a friendly group. And so, yeah, I thought there were really good things about it. I will say a Benedict Cumberbatch type makes more sense as the Grinch than like a Jim Carrey. Why? Because I never thought of the Grinch as like a big, you know, the Tasmanian devil. As I like to say on this podcast, farting and falling down the stairs type character. I just thought of him more as like just a bit of a grump. And I think Cumberbatch kind of has that more exemplifies that attitude a bit more. I'm hearing a lot of you don't view the Grinch comedically at all. Like, you want him to be more sullen. I think he's a deadpan comedic character, more so than he is like a Jim Carrey type. To me, I guess that just feels like treating the original source material a little too preciously. Like, who cares what the cartoon version was like? Do with it what you want. Just do a good version. I do think Jim Carrey adds, like, a large level of physicality to the Grinch that maybe feels a little off, but like that'd be the only thing I think in my right. in my mind. Yeah. I, I think about when we talked about on the Home Alone episode, I don't know if it made the episode, but like what if a Tim Curry played the Grinch? Like that is right on the money for me personally. Yeah. I is it know. because he's mirrored? Is it because he's mirrored <laughs> with the Grinch in Home but Alone still, too? Just like <laughs> just like there's that he can play it straight, but there's also that like kind of level of like delightful evil underneath. <laughs> I mean, because that sounds right to me, too, but I'm wondering if it's because I've seen Home Alone 2. And... Just imagine Tim Curry going, well, they want to spend a little quality time with the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he were at a mall doing that, I feel like that would be fine for oh, me, God. but a whole movie of it. No, thank you. Right. I'd rather see Jim Carrey yell. Well, we just watched the Illumination version before because uh, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it. And what I liked, uh, what you said, Brandon, it's true. They kind of toned down how the Who's are portrayed. They're not so, I don't know, monstrous. <laughs> they're just, they're yeah. just kind of there and kind. Uh, I really resonated with how like beautiful the town was and how much they had. And there yes. was a cruelty to the Grinch having nothing while others had so much. Sure, uh, sure. And that to me felt a little less like beating me over the head with the theme. And it felt a little bit more true to life of just life isn't fair. And some people are lonely at the holiday and the the holiday right. can drudge up a lot of painful memories for people who who get depressed because there's they don't have people in their lives. So yeah. yeah, that's an angle I appreciate more. I think now I might check this movie out. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. The only thing is you have to kind of be into the illumination animation style. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think I am. I do enjoy the Despicable Me movies and some mm-hmm. of those. But I think what really resonated with me was like how, honestly, these days I'm looking for something that is more mild that I can enjoy with Reagan. I think that's what drew, like drew me to it initially. But then I ended up really enjoying myself. Yeah, I would not watch a movie where Jim Carrey bends over and goes <laughs> with mistletoe over his furry green butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my child <laughs> right. uh, and says, kiss my butt. Yeah. Can I say one of my, one of my favorite things about this podcast is uh, Mitch's fictional children <laughs> who he's always so concerned <laughs> about. <laughs> Listen, they need to be protected. <laughs> Thank you.
inviting me down there on such short notice. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself, loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I bump the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? Bringing my children into this, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so whether you love or hate this film, Jim Carrey seems to be something that everyone likes. Is his performance great or is it grating? Well, I know who wrote this question, so Zach, you want to give us your... <laughs> I, I do. I, I feel like Jim Carrey is, yeah, he's easily, easily the best part of this movie. Every time he's not on screen, the movie's boring and it's taking itself seriously. Rewatching it as an adult, that was the biggest thing. I was like, oh, there's a lot of time that he's not in the movie. And every time he's not on screen, I don't care about the Cindy Lou Who storyline. I'm not interested in any of these side characters. So I feel like Jim Carrey's playing this kind of like a kid who's pretending to hate Christmas because I don't, it feels like he's behaving the way he's behaving for attention in a, in a weird way. But that's why I've rewatched this movie for his performance. He's very quotable. There yes. are a lot of quotes yeah. from this movie I didn't realize I say in my life, no matter what time of year it is. Two that I, they're just one word a piece, but when he's talking to Cindy Lou Who and he don't care. <laughs> and I think, I think the other one, I think the other one is, uh, grow up, yeah. you know? And I think, you know, that's not something I would really use in my current vocabulary, what? but there was a, there was a, t there was a time when don't care came out of my mouth, you know? I, I remember and, to me. <laughs> no, it did not. No, uh, not. You know what I say? Like, when I don't like something, I'm like, I loathe that entirely. My, my favorite line <laughs> is when uh, he helps Cindy Lou at the post office and then snatches the mask from her and says, Give me that! Don't you know you're not supposed to take things that don't belong to you? What's the matter? Some kind of wild animal? <laughs> that was a pretty good joke, Gary. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Another one I, I do is, am I just eating because I'm bored? I'm alone in my apartment saying that to myself. <laughs> And again, it doesn't feel like the Grinch to me personally, but it does feel really funny and like something I want to watch. Yeah. I Again, I just don't have a firm defined, this is what the Grinch is. We only have, you know, oh. the book and an old cartoon. I think though, to, to address that a little bit, I think, so like I, I agree that someone can change the Grinch up and it's not that big a deal. Like, you know, yeah. hell won't freeze over, the sky won't fall down. But like, I do think because we've, that like that's all we had for years right. was the original. I do think like that is cemented in a lot of people's mind. I agree. You know, agreed. and so it's more of like the, the court of public opinion yeah. it, more than anything else. Like, this is who the Grinch has been for so many years, not like... This is canon. Right, right. And I guess I just want to say with love and respect to all oh. of you, grow up. 
Not not too much love or respect there. No, I I do think that there's a level of brilliance in casting Jim Carrey in that he is totally different from every other Grinch that we have. So you're not watching the movie thinking, oh, that's not like the Grinch that I know. So it's like you're just going to take him for this performance because there is a lot of comparison. And like I said, like this isn't my favorite iteration of the Grinch, but I still love Jim Carrey in this. Yeah, it is. I I get what you're saying, because I agree. It's not that I super love his Grinch, but I really like him. Some kind of wild animal. (laughs) (laughs) I also love, I do love in kids movies when people use really adult language that isn't inappropriate. Like when he says the insolence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall, that really makes me laugh. Yes. (laughs) And then later when he's giving his speech at the Christmas tree, he goes, the avarice. And I just got that. This watcher was like, oh, (laughs) that means greed. Can we talk about the speech for a second? Brandon, I don't know how old you were when you were watching this, but I have vivid memories of like watching this on TV and my mom just kind of being in the other room. And after the speech, when he talks about all that crazy stuff, my mom just going, well, you know, he's right. Was that anyone else's (laughs) experience or or no? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> but I agree with your I mom. I can't, no, yeah, no, I can't say, I think I probably, yeah, I agree with your mom, but I don't know that um, that, that was my experience. Right. Content probably wasn't something I was focused on, like, of the speech when I was watching this the first time. Not more so, like, you noticed, but, like, your parents, like, picking up on some of the more adult themes and, like, pointing them out. That's more so what I mean. I do yeah. see what you're saying. I, not I during honestly, this I one. can't remember, though. Gotcha. Not during this one. Yeah. We had those moments during It's a Wonderful Life, not The Grinch. The Grinch <laughs> is about watching Jim Carrey on a tiny little car. And again, my mom was not interested in the slapstick in the film. So she was just yeah. looking for something to latch on to. My mom says I have to mention her each week in the podcast, so that's why that that's You mention your mom, I mention my children. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the aesthetic look of this film. How does this compare to other classic Christmas films? Poorly. Yeah, this movie's disgusting looking. I feel like I'm getting a little like Candyland esque <laughs> vibe happening. Like everything's like super fake and fanciful. Yeah. It looks like a soundstage. It, yes. it does. It looks very gray and very yeah. encapsulated. Like it's like closed. There's not a lot of wide angle shots where we get like a sense of scope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I don't like those elements. To be clear, I do actually kind of like the set design in some places. Sure. I like the world they've created. Right. I just wish that the the cinematography were a little different and the way it was shot would be a little bit more ambitious. Yeah, I feel like I wish the color grading were more like a Wes Anderson film in, in some senses, because I think here it works. Yeah, watching the Illumination Grinch, I was like, oh, this looks like a Christmas movie. It's red and right. green. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you watch this, uh, even like the little thumbnail on Netflix for the Jim Carrey Grinch, it's yeah. like almost maroon and forest <laughs> green. And you're like, ugh, it's very dark looking. Yeah. Looks like blood. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I, I, yeah, it just feels a little overindulgent to me in certain areas also. Like, I think there's a way to make things interesting and not be so over the top. I don't know. Too much fancy. What do you mean over the top, Brandon? Everything feels like dialed up to 20. Like performance-wise? Or no, 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 no. So you're talking about yeah, like the, the look. costuming and the... Yes, yes. Yeah. I really uh, actually disagree. I love those moments. Like I was watching the speech and I pointed out to Ren when we were watching, look, little Cindy Lou has a hat 
with a cup with eggnog in it and a candy Filled, cane. though. Like, like, that's an accident waiting to happen. That's all I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, about. It's just like, what parent in their right mind thought, here you go. <laughs> Let's put some eggnog on her head. <laughs> I like the men. They all have like this thing going on with their hair and the, the, the teeth are, are funny and the noses are, it looks a little hellish in some spaces. The noses look weird on the, on some people, but yeah. I, I just, I like a lot of the costuming and stuff and I like that it's turned up to 11. Like my favorite are the pink candy cane girls with the giant. I mean, of course, of course. Of course it is. And it needs... Well, <laughs> hold on there. I have kids, but... Uh, I just... I like that they, they go for it. But you don't care for that, huh, Brendan? It's a little too much I, for you? Yeah, I think it's not I think it's not my thing, but also I'm a big... You know, like I've said here, I'm a big fan of the original. I like the, the new Illumination one. Uh, both seem to be, like, tasteful and subtle with not, you know without being too crazy. Uh, maybe it feels more subtle because it's animated but the town could be yeah that could be true is yeah there's a lot going on in that and i liked it i really liked it it could be the animation that does that that makes it feel less over the top Mm -hmm. yeah can we talk about where are you christmas the best christmas song no oh holy night no yeah (laughs) no It is so good. No. And her little crooked pencil and her note to Santa that says, I don't know what I want for Christmas. It's so sad. I feel like I'm watching The Pianist. It's incredibly (laughs) tear jerky. Gross. I love that song. No. She's so cute. No. Or just me. Yeah, I like that mm. that she's singing flat and sharp the whole song simultaneously. Mm, but that Faith Hill version. Wow, cool no. move, dunking on a child's vocal performance. Right, we've never song. done that before. <laughs> Let's no, the take Faith on the kid from Pinocchio next. Right, no, I'm, I am, I am joking. No, like it's, I guess it's, her performance is nicer. It feels more honest. The Faith Hill version, though, is like, what? A, no, thank you. Oh wow, feels like I'm talking to a real life Grinch right now in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I like Faith uh, Hill's version It is also good Many a uh, play on my Spotify So my opinion is Like say in my home Growing up I think this movie is one that Probably got watched for at least a period of time So I think it was more Like out of repetition For some movies Like yes. they would get added in And it was like oh what's that other one we watched last year Yeah hey pop that in because you're always looking for Like another movie to watch over the holidays You know That's like right. You run out of movies and so like honestly Like Mighty Ducks got added to our Christmas list Good. And like some Good. movies that had nothing To do with Christmas Oh, Brandon. <laughs> I think like probably Oh yeah the Grinch got popped in it was like, yeah, It was alright let's pop that Grinch movie in again You know and we'll watch mm. the original And so I think whether or not we liked it, I'm sure we did. You know, I'm sure we did at one point. I, I think probably everyone enjoyed it at some point. It was watched probably mostly out of repetition. It's true. The quality doesn't need to be there because we watch Santa Claus 1 and Santa Claus 2 every year. I'm sure we watched Santa Claus 3, too. Like, I mean, it was just like, not there isn't enough. <laughs> there is, there's, there's not enough movies to watch over the holidays. Like, just keep bringing them. Like, we need more. Yeah. I think that with the Grinch movie, you get the most bang for your buck in that if you're going to sit down and watch the short, like 
that's almost too short to get the whole family together in the yes. same room to watch like this 20 minute movie. Whereas the Grinch was kind of the only game in town for like something that's Dr. Susie and that kind of has that yeah. rhymey element to it. We group all the shorts together. That's the way like, to do we, it. We knock, like if ever, so like if we're doing stuff, no, you want to pop something in that's going to at least run 90 minutes. But if you're like able to hop up and like pop the next short in, then we'll, you know, we'll knock out the Grinch and the, and we watch both Peanuts Christmas movies and, you know, the the Frosty the Snowman. and uh, I didn't know there was another the, one either. There is. It's Christmas time again, Charlie Brown. Yeah. It's not anywhere as near as good. And the voices are different. It's way newer. Gross. Um, Remember when I sakes. just told everyone to grow up about the... <laughs> now I'm the, I'm the other... I'm, how dare they? <laughs> Linus was perfect uh, in the original. <laughs> but yeah, we'll watch both of those and Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's another oh, one that we do. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, it is very good. Um, so we knocked those. And that one actually might be a little longer. How long is that one? Is that? that it's one, not an hour, is it? I think it might be just about an hour. An hour. Okay, anyway, so we knock those out around the same time, and then we'll kind of make our way into Home Alones, and actually, no, the Home Alone is the first Christmas movie I watch every yeah, year. that's a good one. That I save that one. That's the one I... Do you? Yeah. I should save it? I save that one for December, and, like, I'll pile on, like, the real, like, like Elf and stuff like that kind of in November, and then the re- I love Elf, and that's kind of the one that kicks off the holiday season for me. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I I put the not clunkers, but the ones I care less about in November. Elf, hmm. Christmas with the Cranks, like the four Christmases and stuff. Like I I'm not, this. I don't Christmas like them as with much. The cranks. <laughs> my Zach, my family loves the, the movie. They love it. <laughs> like love it. Like Mitch, more Mitch, you love than you like Tim the Allen story from the Bible. They, they love <laughs> Christmas no. with the Cranks, and I don't understand no. it. And that's, I guess, part of the magic of Christmas. The traditions. That's right. I'm I'm decorating the the tree. I'm watching, you know, this. I'm baking a ham. I'm mm, watching this. The ham. So. You know, the ham is is honestly a co-host on this show. Also, the ham <laughs> the ham makes an appearance. What are your kids named, Mitch? Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Great. Good. So what is it about the character of the Grinch that is so intriguing? I know we've touched on this a little bit, but any final thoughts on what really makes him an intriguing character? Um, I guess for me, the Grinch is just a grouch. Grinch is just like, oh, the holiday. You know what I mean? He's a missing Joby from Elf. <laughs> yeah, and I relate to that. Uh, I think we all do. And some, you know, like when the Christmas music starts at November 1st on one radio station, you're like, uh, you know, some of us feel that way. Not me personally, right. but some of us mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that we relate to the Grinch in a few ways. Like you're saying, the commercial, the commercialization of Christmas can frustrate and annoy. But I think there's also the reminder in the story of the Grinch that that's not what Christmas is about. You know, Christmas is about love and family and the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's not wrong to enjoy all the extra stuff as long as we remember the heart of Christmas. Hi, everyone. It's me, Zach Smith Michaels, America's sweetheart. Sure. We have a lot of fun joking around on this podcast, but today we want to talk to you about something a little more serious. Baby Who's. 
plotting to murder Santa Claus. Unfortunately, this year, more than one in every 1,000 Who's will sketch blueprints for launching a missile at Santa's sleigh in an attempt to make him go, bye-bye. And we know what you're thinking. Our baby Who girl, or tiny Who fella, just drifted to our doorstep last week. Surely, they aren't some freakishly strong, Christmas-hating monster deep down. But the truth is, there's just no way of knowing that. So we urge you to be on the lookout for these signs of grinchiness. Does your child spend their free time munching on plates that look like jolly old St. Nicholas? Do they enjoy performing bits of slapstick physical comedy? Do they fail to worship at the altar of capitalism? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, make a call today. You're raising a Grinch. And you may be asking yourself, what can I do? I just saw my precious angel launch a fully decorated tree across the room last week in a fit of rage. <laughs> Don't worry, help is on the way, but also try these baby steps. When watching Christmas movies with the family, try making selections that are milder and more kid-friendly. Avoid anything with scenes inviting a town of onlookers to kiss someone's furry green butt on an impressionable young person's mind. Scenes like that are years of therapy waiting to happen. So unless you want to be weeping, oh, the humanity, to their future parole officer, if you see something, say something. So please, if you want your loved ones to feel all toasty inside, remind them it's okay to enjoy the frills of the season as long as we also take time to celebrate what's really important. Also, if your kid is eight years old and has a beard, don't let them use clippers unattended. Merry Christmas, everyone. feel a whole lot better if you head over to the Is It Really podcast on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And also, give us your opinion while you're there. Let us know what you think about our episodes, what Christmas movies we may have missed. Tell us how you really feel. And don't forget, if you haven't yet, why don't you leave a review and maybe leave us a five-star review. Depends on how big your heart is. And make sure you check back next week for a very special episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.